Welcome to Postscript. My name is Dave Severns. I am the worship pastor here at Compass Point Bible Church, and today with me is not one, but two guests. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Well, hey, I'm Paul, and I'm normally here, so I'm here again, <laughs> but we are joined with somebody new. Uh, I guess that would mean that I'm the guest. I'm Brad, and uh, I've been on uh, this in a while, so um, yeah, I'm glad to be here today. Yeah, we thought we'd try something a little bit different, a little bit, uh, a little bit fun this week. So we were in our series on Matthew. Uh, we're talking the Sermon on the Mount, which is just such a rich and sometimes confusing and difficult passage, but so so much fun to have conversations around. Uh, and Paul, you preached this Sunday, and Brad, you hosted the Hub afterwards, and also had some really great, um, thoughtful stuff for us. So we thought it'd be fun to try to have a three-way conversation here and. And see what happens. Um, do Paul, you want to give us a little recap of, of Sunday and, and what we talked about? Yeah, for sure. So uh, we are reading through the book of Matthew. And if you have uh, not been reading with us, then you can still start. We're not too far in. And uh, this summer is a great time to spend some time. Uh, what I've described as sort of pressing pause and um, and really taking some time to figure to figure out who this Jesus is, what the kingdom looks like. And we've uh, called this series the Kingdom Come. And so uh, this Sunday, we started into the Sermon on the Mount, and that covers three chapters in the book of Matthew, probably one of Jesus' most famous sermons, uh, really begins with this idea of, of, in chapter four, it says that Jesus went and he uh, taught the good news of the kingdom of God. And, and so then this begins to expand what that looks like. And he starts with these blessings, uh, and we call them the Beatitudes, which is just a Latin word. It means blessing, and um, and he began with this idea of what it looks like to be blessed, and he describes uh, you know eight nine characteristics here that um, that kind of cover the gamut. And and what I described on Sunday is that these are not eight different people; it's one characteristic or one person who develops these characteristics um, all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and yeah, and so we just talked, we just dug into that a little bit and uh, pointed towards the rest of the Sermon on the Mount as people are reading, and uh, and kind of worked through it from there. Yeah, and we're going to spend more time in the Sermon on the Mount uh, this Sunday, um, which is going to be great. But but let's let's get into some of this. Um, Brad, let me ask you, you, you also listened to the sermon. What was something that stuck with you? Was there, was there anything in particular as you reflected on the Beatitudes, this portion of the Sermon on the Mount that, that really uh, hit you in a new way or reminded you of some profound truth in your life? Hmm. Well, that's a deep question to be asking so early in the podcast. Um, that's how uh, we do it here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the concept of these being blessings that are, that are, that are given to us or grown, grown by God, uh, in us and not things that we, uh, uh, we pursue or manufacture or, uh, you know, I think Paul said things like, you know, these aren't things that, uh, uh, that, that, you know, we are, we are uh, behaviors we're called to or whatever. These are things that come out of, uh, being not becoming. And so that, that phrase being not becoming sticks out and, and the concept of these being, uh, blessings that are grown in us by, uh, by, um, Jesus Christ is, uh, yeah, stuck with me. Yeah, definitely. And, and Paul, you said, yeah, it's not about becoming it, but being, it's not what we have to do, but what it looks like. And I want to talk a little bit about this and this idea of blessing, right? We, we know um, hashtag blessed is a thing right now, right? It, it, people use blessed as, a, as an excuse to kind of flaunt um, 
whatever they want, basically. And, and that's not what we're talking about here, right? No. So, so hashtag can, blessed, can, hashtag blessed can sometimes be a humble brag, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like, yeah, I'm going to show you how great my life is, but I'm going to, I'm going to show you how humble I am because I'm going to say that mm-hmm. it's given to me by God. And so I'm going to say I'm hashtag blessed, right? And uh, yeah. 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 So, I mean, are we supposed to pursue these things? Are we supposed to, um, like, is the idea here, if we want to enter the kingdom, we need to become more meek. We need to become um, poor. We need to become these things. How does that work? Yeah, well, I would say definitely uh, the former. And we do not, these are not uh, entrance requirements. This is not an exam. This is not a checklist to say, okay, if I'm, ex- if I, if I'm experiencing these things, then I'm good and I'm in. Uh, that's not the way this works. Uh, None of these, you notice, are imperatives. Jesus does not say in any point here, um, you know, blessed are those who work towards becoming poor or or be blessed by becoming this or work through this. It, there's no imperatives. There's only one imperative in this passage, and it's in verse 9, uh, or sorry, verse uh, verse 11, that talks about this idea of, or 12, actually, rejoice. Um, that's the only thing we're called to do in this passage. But no, what I would say is, if you go to uh, a job interview, uh, you have to prove that you are good enough for the job. Uh, when you take an exam at school, you have to get a certain grade in order to graduate. Um, when, you know, anything you do is often, I mean, it is almost always in our, in our culture, in our society, is, is judged in some way by someone. And you basically get good things if you do the right things and you don't if you don't do the right things. I believe what is absolutely ingrained in us is this desire to perform. And when we ask these questions about, okay, so is this what I need to do? Is this what I need to do? I think what it's exposing in us is a desire to be someone that perhaps we don't see ourselves at yet. You know, like almost the, the, even the American dream is about this idea of, you know, pursuing and becoming this great thing. And so I think we turn that into our faith and it becomes something that we pursue and try to become. So I want to be poor in spirit. I want to be someone who mourns. I want to be those kinds of things. The problem is, number one, there are some people that just don't pursue those things because they're not naturally things that we want to pursue. Um, In a culture that has this kind of macho sort of feel to it, there are people who would say, I don't really want to be a person who mourns. I don't want to be a person who's meek. I want to be someone who's in charge and who's living my own life and all those things. The second thing is that it is unattainable in our own strength. It is something that even if we tried to pursue these things, um, you know, it it becomes almost impossible. And and what we're seeing here is that these actually are uh, the outworking of the Holy Spirit in our life. And and I think at the essence of Christianity is this idea that we. We need to be satisfied with what has been done in Jesus and allow that peace to rule our hearts rather than the the constant spinning to try to be somebody or to try to prove our worth or to try to make God love us. You know, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's super hard. Um, Huge. I'm going to I'm going to pop culture moment this. I don't know if you guys have seen Hamilton yet, which is now on Disney Plus. Um but right, Hamilton is this the story of one of the founding fathers and kind of tracks a bunch of them, but it's he's obsessed with legacy and what it'll look like and what he needs to accomplish and, and he needs to do more and more and more. And these are the kinds of people that we think, the, these are the stories worth telling, right? Even when we go through the Bible, often we're, we point to the great things that people have done. That was our, our last series when we went through the Old Testament. 
Um, but what we're saying is this kingdom isn't about us and it isn't about what we accomplish. Uh, it's about finding peace. And once we find that peace, these things will start to come out. Is that, is that right? Yeah, I, that's that's part of it. I, but I want to be careful here because because I don't want to say that having ambition is a bad thing or even wanting to do great things for Jesus is a bad thing. Okay. The problem is when we make that the foundation of our faith, when mm-hmm. we make our, our entry into the kingdom a requirement for us to accomplish these things, I think God gives us these burning desires in our hearts so that we can accomplish really incredible things. Don't, yeah. don't hear me wrong here. I think that people should be inspired to, to, to try things that are hard and push into things. What I'm saying, though, is that when it comes to, to our acceptance into the kingdom, I think we need to be have a different headspace and allow that relationship with God to be the thing that we're pursuing, right? Instead, right. Of, yeah. instead of trying to become something. Yeah, in the picture of king and kingdom, we're called to submit to and, and emulate the king as being uh, you know, an effective citizen of the kingdom or a, a valued citizen of the kingdom or a, 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 one who is, is doing things on behalf of our king. And so you know, pursuing yeah. that likeness of the king before pursuing the outputs of a life that will result from being, becoming like that king is, is yeah, important for sure. That's really well yeah. said. Yes, yeah. that's, that's really great. So, so how does that like, I mean, Paul, you just said ambition's not a bad thing. Um, and, and you know, we, we live in this weird day and age of social media and personal branding and, and, you know, this, this tension of trying to create things and trying to point people in a direction. And I know I, I'm friends with a couple of small business owners who are, who are trying to get people to emulate something or do something. So is that that's not wrong, but how do we how do we do those things while also being under Jesus's kingship? What does that what does that look like? Are those things completely separate? Do we like to me? It seems like there's often a tension between kind of the business mindset of uh, do everything that you can, be the best, be the most clear, uh, build your thing as clearly and as well and as focused as you can, and then this like Jesus call in our lives to to love and to, to value, um, the relationship with God above all else. How, how do those things go together? Do you know what I'm asking? Am yeah. Well, for, for me, the simple, the simple answer would be, I, I can't remember who it was. I'm, I'm sort of borrowing a quote and then I'm going to butcher it. Uh, but you know, someone once said that the first, you know, the first aim of a, of a, of a Christian table maker is to make good tables. And, mm-hmm. and I would say that if you are a follower of Jesus, um, you need to be good at what you do. Um, and and that, I think, is honoring how God has gifted you and and how he has, you know, given you particular skills. So I don't I think that, you know, pursuing success in business um, is not antithetical to following Jesus. Mm-hmm. What I would say is that there are unethical ways to pursue success. And if we allow the the kingdom of God, to uh, to rule our lives and Jesus to be the king, then our business endeavors actually, I believe, uh, will succeed. But not only that, or, or or may succeed, but at least they will succeed in 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 ways that honor the king. And I think right. that's that to me the only issue is that you know are you are you using um, you know your you know you talk about this way of of branding in in terms of you know putting yourself out there. Are you lying about something? Are you trying mm-hmm. to misrepresent something? 
well, now your your pursuit is at odds with the kingdom values. And so what I would say is that as as long as there's a pursuit of the kingdom and Jesus as your as your king, uh, then pursuing success in business is is actually honors him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. some of the honestly, some of the most godly people I know are are CEOs of companies um, or entrepreneurs who have who have figured out how to how to use their inherent God given wiring in a way that that honors Him and does you know does um, um, fantastic things and employ people and treats people well and and brings value to you know building this kingdom and bringing this kingdom to earth and um, yeah yeah. And in the midst of that, you can still, you know, um, you know, make your product look as great as it can be, you know, uh, help people understand why your product is important for people to have in their lives. I mean, all of those kinds of things, if you're selling a product, I mean, it, it, yeah, well, it, and, yeah, and none of that, none of that, I don't think is, is at odds yeah, with the, um, the place where in my mind, it becomes really tricky is in our sacred space of church. <laughs> is okay. is you know we don't want to whether it's compass point or any other church we don't want to be so much about our brand that we that we are no longer about the kingdom and we don't recognize that that we're not competing for market share with other churches we're on the same sort of kingdom team and when we're when we get if we get got got focused on on our our brand and calling people to our our way of doing things or our our tribe or whatever and and forget the larger kingdom, then I think branding gets to be antithetical to the to the kingdom of God and to this sacrificially yeah. giving yourself away. And I yeah, think that's... I think vision, mission, values can uh, pull us away from the kingdom if we're not mm -hmm. careful. And, and what I'm saying in the church is exactly what Brad's saying. I think that's so helpful for us to understand is that is that when when our focus becomes on 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 who we are and what we're trying to accomplish, you know, like uh, that it, it, it can very quickly shift away from the kingdom focus and become a an empire focus or a, a compass point focus. It's like, yeah. you know, my goal is to is to help everybody uh, become more like compass point. No, our goal is to have people point to Jesus. All of those things, vision, mission, values, all those things that we're going to focus on, especially as we do strategic planning, that has to point to Jesus. But mm -hmm. we have to hold on to those things loosely and make sure that our focus is in the right place. Yeah. And I mean, we we feel the tensions of that as leaders, right? We, we feel the responsibility of leading a group of people, but we also primarily feel the responsibility of following Jesus and trying to point those people, not to us, not to our systems or practices, but to Jesus and what he's calling us to. And when we lead, we try to come up with helpful ways to do things, helpful suggestions, you know, join this group, get involved in this. But yeah. ultimately our desire is to point people to Jesus. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's tricky at times. I love Paul. You, you defined um, blessed as, accepted in your sermon. Uh, and I, I just, I'm so struck by like hashtag blessed, right? We, we post these things and it's this humble brag and it's ultimately to get the approval and acceptance of others. Yeah. Uh, and the irony of it, of course, is that th what this is saying is you are blessed, you are accepted. Yeah. Um, so posting about our blessings is, is in some ways, uh, is it maybe not always proof we're getting it wrong, but it's kind of points to this, like, yeah, maybe we're not really understanding what it is to be blessed. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that, like you say, that, that it does, it does have that kind of double meaning for sure. I mean, blessed is kind of a, a, a weird uh, word. And I think, I think there is something to be said for the fact that it's something that's given to us, like a blessing is given to mm -hmm. us. 
but the idea of being blessed as well. I think, I think, um, it, it doesn't, it doesn't exclude happiness, but it can't be reduced to happiness. Uh, I think it, 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 it includes happiness in the sense that when we are blessed, we will find ourselves generally happy. Um, but, but I think it also, it more deeply does actually have that idea of being, uh, connected or, um, in right relationship with God. Yeah. And, and there is something that is very satisfying about being in right relationship with God. And I'll give you an example is when we do things in our life that are in line with kingdom values, um, there is a peace that kind of, that sort of overcomes like, and, and all of a sudden you sort of feel this warmth and, and I think that is very specifically, uh, we are designed to be in relationship with God. And so in our lives where we have those moments where we are in relationship with God in appropriate ways, there's this kind of peace. It's like, oh, that's what it feels like. And that's what it's supposed to be, right? Yeah. Uh, Brad, you, after, uh, in our digital hub, which is this thing we do every week, if you don't know, where we get to hang out on a live stream with one of our pastors, um, you, you talked a little bit about a book and you talked about kind of living in the kingdom and, and, and you had this whole nice matrix thing. It, it's going to be probably too hard to explain on the podcast. So if you haven't seen it, go, uh, go back to our YouTube page. You can find Brad talking about it there. Um, have any, as you've thought about that, anything that's come top of mind, I know you often talk about living with kingdom values and, and living uh, in the kingdom. What, what kind of things do you want to share with people or, or do you think is worth um, digging into or pursuing around this? Yeah. I mean, one of the things that was uh, so helpful to me when I started reading this book about the kingdom matrix was uh, to recognize that there's a, that there's a subset of people, and especially in my personal friend community, a subset of people who are, who are kingdom seekers, which would be defined as, as kind of people living some of those kingdom values that haven't actually bent their knee to the king or don't recognize where those impulses come from. I have friends that coach soccer and coach hockey and, and take food to people who are sick and, you know, and, and are, are incredibly good people living values of the king. Uh, and yet, and yet they haven't recognized where those values come from yet. And that was, it was very helpful to me to read that book at a, a time in my life when I could say, oh, that, that, uh, the distance from where they are and, and for them sort of, uh, coming to realize who the king is, is, is pretty small. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it, it made, it made, it gave me a, a framework to help talk to them about where those impulses come from. And, uh, and, and so that was a sort of a, a powerful thing that stood out in my mind from, uh, from some of that stuff I talked about at the digital hub. Yeah. And that, again, it's really helpful to kind of remember that this is not about becoming, um, but, but being right. It's about being accepted and not, not about doing these things. When I lived in Lethbridge, Alberta for a while and, uh, town was full of, um, Mormons, uh, which was fascinating because, you know, Christians are generally known as good people who do good things. Mormons have them beat on almost every front. Like we knew as a church, we actually couldn't outperform our Mormon, Mormon neighbors. Um, cause th- they were just better at it. Right. And when, and when the church tries to perform, I mean, sometimes there's limited luck and you know, we've, we've done all these great things. We've raised money. Um, I mean, we did the food drive, which I think is absolutely a kingdom value thing. And, and something that flows out. But really this is about um, being in that right relationship, not about the things we do. We do the things because we are in the right relationship. Um, and, and you're talking about we can, like some of our neighbors are, uh, they kind of, we inherently as people recognize some of these kingdom values in these things, which is why 
neighbors are doing the food drive, even if they don't consider themselves followers of Jesus. Um, how do we point people again to the fact that Christianity, that following Jesus is about the King and the kingdom and not about what we do? How do we, how do we have that conversation? Um, what does that look like? Yeah, it's a great question. And it's, uh, I mean, yeah, so, super easy. Yeah, right? super easy. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it goes right back to the sort of the core of the gospel, which is, you know, we are created in the image of God. We have these kingdom impulses built into us. We are created for this kingdom, whether we recognize the king or not. And yet we're broken. We're sinful. We've, we fail. We met, we mess up. And, and I, and I think it's very um, easy for those who have those kingdom impulses, but also see the brokenness in their world to, to recognize the problem that's there or the, the challenge that's there. And then to, to, to help point them towards the, the king, the, the one who gives them sort of these kingdom impulses, um, help to introduce them to that king. It's a, it's a, it's a good framework to be able to at least see the problem that then, Mm -hmm. um, you can, you can talk to the king as this, as the solution, as the, um, the one who's figured out what to do with that Mm. cool well we are almost out of time uh paul i'm going to throw back to you do you have any closing thoughts for us any things we should be thinking about as we're getting ready to dive back into the sermon on the mount this week yeah for sure so there's two things that i would say uh number one do not buy into the hype or do not buy into the idea that if you have good things going on in your life then god is pleased with you Hmm. That is that is something that is so destructive um, in our culture because it pushes us to believe that if things aren't going well for me, then I'm not accepted by God, and that is that is not what the kingdom is all about. Uh, there is something when when we are in right relationship with God, that is the blessing that we are looking for, not the yacht, not yeah. the nice cars, not the nice clothes, and and the second thing I would say is that. Um, is that we need to be people who shine. And, you know, right next to uh, to this passage in Matthew, Jesus moves to this idea of being the light of the world, a city on a hill that can't be hidden. Don't light a lamp and put it under a bowl. You know, all of those things that just say that, that when we shine, we give light to everyone in the house. When we shine, we produce, we, we help people see the kingdom. And that is something that is so powerful. And it is our responsibility uh, we will be the people where the kingdom starts to to uh, peak out and people start to see it. And so, you know, my encouragement is, would be, you know, twofold. One is to be encouraged and recognize that if you've given your life over to Jesus as king, uh, then you are blessed um, and you can begin to see what that looks like. But the second thing is shine, <laughs> um, you know, be that light and shine the kingdom values to the people that are around us. Awesome. I love it. We could easily keep going, but we're going to call it there and uh, we will keep this conversation going next week. Uh, Thanks for listening along to Postscript and we will see you next week.